right, we're going to get you to get back to your seats. Lots of excellent commotion, and uh, we're excited today. This is um, probably for all of us here, or at least most of us, this is going to be our first opportunity to meet some of our extended family who just happened to live in Cambodia. So Colwood Church, I'm wondering if you can maybe welcome to the stage Ian and Tiffany Rowley as they are a part of our crew here today. For years, one of the passions of this church has been missions and the opportunity to watch activity overseas and to partner with people. And today, um, I just want you to know that because of your generosity again, the way you give. So one of the ways that we do this here is we give our general tithes and offerings to help with what happens here in this church But over and above our tithes and offerings is where our global partners come into play. And so it is your generosity and your giving that we are able to have partners and we are able to support them in their fields of ministry. So legitimately today, you are doing ministry in the nation of Cambodia through the rallies. And we're going to obviously hear a little bit more about that today. And you are also um, being introduced to the newest of our mission global partners as well this year. And this is how it flows. I mean, there are moments where we have people long-term. There are moments where people come off of the mission field, as we announced last um, month with Chris and Julene Yuganitz, who have been in Indonesia. They have now left the mission field that way. And so these opportunities allow us now to have people like Ian and Tiffany and where we get to do ministry together. And so I am so excited for what is about to take place today. And in a few moments... Uh, in my chair, um, Pastor Pissette out of Cambodia, who has traveled all the way here with them today, is going to come and share with us as well. So one of their own local pastors. This is a great morning. You, you are in for a good time. And so, uh, Ian and Tiffany, why don't I let you say good morning to everybody? It's great to have you here. You're our family. And Welcome home. Thanks for having us. So great to be here. Hi to all the ladies from Friday night. Woo, we had a good night, didn't we? That's right. You spoke. I did, just briefly. How did it go? I thought it went really great. I heard the same. Who doesn't like eating desserts and just like, you know, building community together? I don't. You don't. Well, I like the community part. I'm a chip girl, though. Yeah. Ketchup. (laughs) I'm a chip girl, too. (laughs) Chip girl, too. (laughs) Anyway, we're Ian and Tiffany. Um, I'm from Newfoundland. Ian's from Alberta. And uh, we've been serving in Cambodia for the last 13 years. And what a privilege to be able to be here today. Our girls were in the morning service. They're checked out now. They're gone. Absolutely. Uh, Emmeline and Sophia are 12 and 10. And um, yeah, this is the life that we have lived for the last 13 years, uh, a call to obedience to Cambodia. That is fantastic. So 13 years, Cambodia. Tell us a little bit about uh, the two of you. How long have you known each other? Marriage? Um, Give us some of those stats as we're learning you as well. Get it right this time. (laughs) I didn't get it wrong before. (laughs) But you did count out loud for a bit. Yeah, that that was good. Um, We have been married for 15 years. Uh, That is correct. Correct? Yes. Um, (laughs) And I forget the rest of the question because I was thinking about that so hard. <laughs> um, You've done well. Yeah. That was the right answer, Ian. Yeah. Uh, it is good. Let me, let me ask you this then. Um, as we're trying to learn, what do you do? Um, what are some of the f- things you like to do for fun for that matter then? Um, 
Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we, I love spending time with friends and family. Community is where I just thrive. Uh, I'm definitely an extrovert in that regard. Um, and some good coffee, which Denise makes an awesome coffee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just FYI, everyone. I'm a reader. Um, so she's the extrovert. I am the introvert that forces myself to be an extrovert. Yeah. Um, so I like a good book in a room by myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is good. Okay, you you did share a pretty cool fact um, in the 9 a.m., but I had asked you, like, how did this come together, though? So you've been together for 15 years, but how did you meet? I just think that that's a really neat story. Uh, So I I, uh, had lots of experience in Thailand, China, Hong Kong, and just felt God's call on my life to do ministry in missions. And so that brought me to Alberta, where I went to Vanguard College, and um, I started dating the professor. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how this happened, right? But I, we were dating before I was her professor, so it's that's not as scandalous, okay? <laughs> uh, but that's where it all went down. That's where it all okay. went down. This, this yeah. is a good thing to do. And so then we knew we wanted to do missions together. Um, obviously, that was something we were looking for in each other. And we went back to Newfoundland, pastored for a few years, and then... Uh, came to Asia, to Cambodia. Fantastic. Now, one of the things you did say earlier as well, and it resonates with me because I'm the same guy. You had mentioned that you guys are foodies. Yes. Yes. Tell, tell me about that like, or tell us about that because I, I like that. Uh, I mean, obviously, l- looking at me, you know that I'm a foodie. Um, the thing I miss most about Cambodia is food. Yeah. I, I love rice. And they eat it like three times a day in Cambodia, four times a day for snacks also. If it's not fresh rice, it's fried rice. If it's not fried rice, it's deep fried rice snacks. Everything is rice. And I actually crave it while I'm in Canada. (laughs) Like I need it that bad. And But the funny thing is, is that when I come back to Canada, the thing that I want to eat the most is I want like the five piece Chinese food combo from the mall food court. <laughs> like, that is what I'm craving the most. Wow. That is <laughs> and I live in Asia. That doesn't make sense. But, yeah. <laughs> you, you had also said something about rice that I thought was funny. Yeah, so PSET actually joined us uh, about four or five years ago for a trip. And he came to Newfoundland, which if any of you know, food is different there. Okay. So I grew up on minute rice. It's not even real, right? <laughs> and so, like, we had prepped him coming from the land of excellent rice. And I said, Peace out, it's not the same. And so he, like, takes a bite and he's like, like, this is like cardboard. I'm like, I know, just go with it. It's fine. It's fine. That's amazing. So, like, let's, let's jump into learning for us today because this is our first introduction from this stage um, um, with you guys today. But so how did the call... To go to Cambodia happened. Like, what did God do to orchestrate that decision for the two of you? And if you could kind of give us some clarity around what that looked like for you, it'd be great. 
I mean, for us, uh, the the call to missions was from an early age. Obviously, we were discipled in our church and brought up in our church and everything. So when we had met each other and got married, we knew that this was the direction for our life. Cambodia was not a, a, a booming voice from God saying, you shall go to the land of Cambodia and be my people for there. Which that happens to some people. Which happens to some people. But for us, it was, uh, this is who we are. This is how we are gifted and uh, where do you see us going and they gave us two options and of course Cambodia was one of those options so we walked in obedience and went to Cambodia and we've been there for 13 years and and obedience has grown into love for the people that we live with and are part of our family and part of our community and so that's how we got to where we are today. That's fantastic so I, I, um, I would be curious if you could because some of us may not know where Cambodia is, to be quite honest. Um, can you give us a, yeah. a, just a whereabouts? Yeah, so Cambodia is a, I mean, a small country, 17 million people, sandwiched in between Thailand, Laos, Vietnam, borders the ocean just for a little bit, although if you want beaches, you should go to Thailand, not okay. Cambodia. Um, and uh, Cambodia, oh, in Phnom Penh, which is the capital city where we live, there's 2 million people. Cambodia is a nation that was ravaged by war in the 70s, and so genocide happened there. Mm. Almost 2 million people died, and so generations were wiped out. Mm. And so I said this on Friday night, if you're 50 years and up, you have recollection or you're no longer. Wow. And so what? think about, just that, take a moment to think about what that means for the young adults and the children who are now growing up in subsequent generations after them. And so we have a really unique opportunity to minister to a country that is young. I don't know what the average age of Canada is, but for Cambodia, it's about 26. Wow. And so that'll give you a glimpse into the um, opportunity that you have with Next Gen in Cambodia. I did find out because that... Oh, so you Googled me. it? I should have done that. I forgot. 41, 41. is Canada. Okay. That's a big difference, though. So you have a very young nation right now, which obviously is going to be full of opportunity. So with that said, though, now you know, like, I love how you said not big, 17 million jammed. Well, there's like 17 million in Bangkok. (laughs) Yeah, like, but I mean, listening to that ministry, but knowing that there is this emphasis to next generations, that's that's an important deal. What are some of the things that you are doing then in Cambodia that lead to, to these generations? What are you doing? Um, fill us in. Yeah, so Anne and I have very distinct ministries that yet overlap beautifully in different areas. And after 13 years, it's, it's a lot of fun to serve in Cambodia. I work with an organization called Child Care Plus, which is the sponsorship arm of the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. Um, for $41 a month, you can sponsor a child to have educational support, food supplement, access to medical care, clean water, post-secondary studies. And all of that is done through the local church. And um, our admin is about 10%. So a lot of that goes to the child and the family. And so what's exciting for me and my team is that it's not just the child. When we come in and and open up a community and a sponsorship program, we're able to reach into the siblings, the parents, the women, the leaders of those communities, and we're able to walk alongside them through hardship, as you can imagine, and bring tangible things 
Um, and then together, hand in hand, we're able to move forward to see God transformation um, through that local church and in that community. And so then when our kids get older and then graduate from Child Care Plus, uh, some of them now are going right in with Ian. So it's really fun. Wow. Yeah, so I run a university uh, ministry. Uh, Kimberly is a young country. A lot of the students from the province will travel into the capital city to study at university. And so we decided to start a university drop-in center uh, for them. We originally started as this small little coffee shop. We thought that we were going to be the Starbucks of Cambodia and people were going to come there and be, it was going to be this trendy place that didn't work out really well. Cambodians have, uh, students have an average of around 50 cents a day to live off of. Um, so they're not going to spend a dollar on a coffee. <laughs> so that went out the window really fast. So we then began to explore the drop-in center aspect. And we started in this little row house and we outgrew that space. And then we moved to a second row house and then we added dormitories because students needed safe places to live. Universities don't have dorms. Um, So they come from the provinces and girls don't come from the provinces because it's not safe. So we provided the safe housing for them and then we outgrew that space and now we're in this converted factory that we have and we have a hundred students that are living upstairs and and downstairs we have a drop-in center where we run food programs for the university students. If you have a student ID card, you get to eat for free at our center and uh, we run guitar classes and Chinese classes and English classes and Bible studies and the Alpha program and we have a church that meets there and uh, everything and anything possible that we can to reach out to those students. And now I have 37 leaders, student leaders, and they're running all the programs and they have begun the process of now returning and we're sending them out from our center to church plant in their home villages. And so it's really exciting, an exciting moment for us to release them back out into Cambodia. That is so cool. to hear what you guys are doing in this nation. I want to not miss a moment, though. You talked about Child Care Plus. I wish I would have lifted this better earlier. Um, But in the foyer today, you do have a table. And I believe that there are some pictures there of some kids. Because I do think, like, this is something my wife and I and our family have done for a lot of years in sponsoring child and children, for that matter. But this is a game changer, right? Like... Can you maybe just lean a little bit more at the game-changing moment of, I think you said $41 a month. It's cheaper than what we do right now. But it changes the game. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great sponsorship programs out there. Sure. And we are one of them. And what we, we started 13 years ago with about 60 kids. Now we have almost 700 kids. Wow. And so um, that the, the 13 years of growth, you're able to see the joys and the heartaches. You're able to see the successes and the failures. And when you're able to bring a child along and then allow them to have access to a job, an education, a job that breaks the cycle of poverty for that family, I mean, that's transformative. But not just for the child. That's transformative to the siblings and the parents and the aunts and uncles and the grandparents who are now able to be lifted out of that place um, just through community supports hand in hand. Um, I always say Child Care Plus is a tool 
We use you as a tool just to open that door so that God transformation can happen through the local church. They don't see my face. Mm -hmm. They see the face of their brothers and sisters who are coming together and helping Mm -hmm. them out. And so, yeah, I have some kids back there who, if you're interested, come and talk to me after and you can sponsor a child. I like that approach, too, because, um, and I I really appreciated your, your say of it's not either or here like it's both and there are many great organizations in fact in 2017 this church uh, we had a world vision morning and um, 30 plus children were sponsored in a Cambodian uh, village and so we'll talk more about that as we get to know each other but I love that so this is great to hear that with that said you talked to us a little bit about the building and what you're doing with the university students. I know you brought a video so that we could kind of see some of that. And why don't you uh, introduce it to us the way you need? Yeah. Uh, so we have rented for 10 years. And three years ago, God told us, it's time for you to purchase land and build your own building. Uh, we're in uh, the downtown, well, like outside of the downtown part of Cambodia, or Phnom Penh, the capital city, people told us, uh, it was not the right time. Three years ago was the start of, you know, a, a time in the world that was not the best time. And uh, they said, you're crazy. It's too expensive. It's not the right time. You should wait. But God told us to do it. And, you know, I get often get emotional about it. But the truth is, is that when God says he's going to do something, he does it. Yes. And uh, today that building is 80% done wow. and it will be finished in November. And so we have a video that we're going to show you of what the, the building looks like now. But I always preface it because I had dengue fever before I went and took this video. It's, so it's not the best video. And I'm extremely out of breath because I took the IV out of my arm to go to the building to make this video. And it's six stories high. I'm a really big person. So you'll hear me just like struggling to breathe as I'm talking. But you'll get the picture of what the building is like. Okay. Hey everyone, I uh, want to welcome you to the new Global Student Center. Uh, we are almost done on this building, so I want to give you a little tour uh, to show you what it looks like. This is twenty-six thousand. Standing in the doorway, feet. there's no doors yet, um, but behind me, you can see the big open space. This is our drop-in part of the center here. It's where we do our feeding programs, where the students come to hang out and uh, do homework and meet with friends. Down this hallway here, this is where all our classrooms are. Not yet finished. We have classrooms and offices um, for Erdo and CCP back here as well. And then here at the back is the staircase that goes all the way up to the top. And there's no elevator. Up here, we have a top floor. It's a big uh, space. This space up here is where uh, the library goes and where the quiet study area goes uh, for the students to come and use resources and computers and printing. Here, inside here, you can see this is the first floor for dormitories. Um, They have communal bathrooms and then each individual room there are nice high ceilings. Remember that room. These rooms will be filled with bunk beds and wardrobes. And there's enough 
rooms in this building for 200 uh, students to stay. And this is a giant open level. It's gonna be open to the outside. It will be used for students to hang out with one another, students who live here at the center. This will be filled with places for them to sit, study, cook, all those kind of activities all together. You can see we have a nice view of the city that is surrounding us. Then last level on the top, this will be our church space. Um, so there will of course be a roof and walls and windows and all that kind of stuff up here. Have a giant meeting room um, for us to have church and conferences and everything else that we need a big, huge, multi-purpose space for. So yeah, isn't God good? Amen. Thank you so much for bringing the video because it, it's neat to see that how we're praying, the finances that we do get to send and the stuff that it's going towards. Now, I'm going to leave the stage because um, you have been able to bring one of your pastors from Cambodia. So, Pissette, uh, why don't you come to the stage? Call a church. Let's welcome him today. And... Uh, so, Pissette uh, is going to share his testimony with you this morning. He is one of the very first people to give his heart to Jesus at Global. And today he's the pastor for all of our university students. Um, so, it's amazing to have him, and he's going to share his testimony with us. Hello. I'm so excited to be here right now. And thank you for your opportunity for me to share how is God moving in Cambodia and in my life too. So I'm the older son from the Buddha family and we are living with one house with two bedrooms and we share the space with uh, 11 people. So it's hard for us to share the space together and everything together. And we have to make sure we have enough money, make enough money to live in that. And I remember I have ways, uh, 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 sexually abused by my aunt and my uncles. And that is make me more hard to live in that house. Because we have to share. Right, so cannot get it out, and I try everything. So when I went to high school, I start to hang out with the bad person who brought me to the place that we can have a drink, can smoke, can gambling, or can do drug. Because I need that to make me forget what is happening in my life, how I've been through all those. I need that thing. So I do everything for that. But eventually, the hole is so deep, I cannot get it out. It's still inside my. And I try everything to, have to make more money so I can have money to do all those things. And, but I cannot. Everything is still inside in my mind. 
One day, my friend of mine took me to the place called Glue Ball, just a coffee shop, like a small coffee shop, that we can hang out together, spend time there. And I start to go there many times and start to know the work, like start to know all the people that work there, the staff that work there. And they are so kind, they are so friendly, even they like not know me or my past. So they start to invite me to join everything. And one day they called me to camping trip that I never been and I don't know what is happening there. So, and when I went there, I heard the guy from the team from Canada he shared the testimony, and his testimony is the same as mine. And he said, God, free him, help him, and free him. And I heard that, I told myself, I need that, I need that, I want to free from that thing. So I went back, I began to search more about God, who is him, how he work, and I start to join Camping, uh, join a Bible class and small group that happening in global. And guess what? I found it's God, real God. And I know that when I found Him, I will win that battle. So today I am a pastor of that 100 student of the university. So I. And you know what? All that happened, changing my life, because of Ian and Tiffany and his family, they sacrificed everything here to live in Cambodia, to teach us, lead us what is true from God. And all those from you guys too, we are part of changing life in Cambodia to all those students. We are so excited to have that New building, brand new building for ourselves. Thank you for everything, for your support. And I hope my share today will encourage you to be trusting God. Listen to the way of God. And thank you so much. Uh, you know, peace set is the first in his family, the first generation of people that will serve the Lord. I, I, I've heard his testimony so many times, but I still get choked up about it every single time. I don't know why. Um, but it's good. Because it's good. Um, he is the first generation, but you know what? We're believing that the very family that it was not safe for him to be with is going to come to the Lord. And his sister has already come and her husband and, and now they have a child and that child is being raised in a Christian home. And for generations to come from him and from all the other students who are at the center, their children and their children's children will be forever changed because they made a decision to follow God because people were obedient to tell people about Jesus. And so... That's why I'm emotional, and that's why I get worked about, uh, so worked up about it, because it is so good. Yes. 
And so you guys have been a part of that. I mean, we get up and share these stories, but you have to understand that your prayers and your support, you are a part of what is happening across the world in missions. And so I believe it is next week. I ask you guys to remember that, that room because next right. week you guys are going to have a catalog and, and you can buy beds for this center. And so we're going from 100 students to 200 that's going to live there. 100 of those are for women. And so just a practical way to invest in um, the work that's happening in Cambodia. And, you know, I, I mean, Ian has said this before, even just in times past. It's exciting to know that the generations after them, mm. when we're gone, mm-hmm. will be forever changed because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And isn't that our testimony? Yeah. I mean, amen. That's us. We have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous light. That's so good. I want to um, say thank you for that connect, though, because you're right. Next, next Sunday, we'll release our Christmas catalog. And this has been something that our church loves to do and to jump into. But it makes me think, um, it makes me think this. Paseth, thank you so much for being here today. We are cheering you on as you lead nationals there as well. We're thankful that God got your attention. But you are now bringing the attention of others to him as well. And we are, we are thankful today for you and your leadership and how you're leading over there. And I just want you to know that we are cheering you on as you do your thing. And it all comes down, though, to what you just said. Um, Some people from Newfoundland and Edmonton decided to make a transition. Um, And what I think about is who's going to be the next Pissette in that bed in this new dorm and in this new building. And Colwood, I, I want you to make that connection today. The way you pray, the way that you have financially given is the reasons why they could be there in this nation leading. It's why we get Pisset here today because the gospel of Christ was shared through your generosity. Do not mistake that this is all linked together for his kingdom and his purposes. I am so excited and motivated in my own heart today with seeing what you have done here. As you approach this next season, and we've heard and seen a lot of things then today, how can we be praying specifically, though, for you? Because I think that you need to know that we are a praying church, and we will be praying for you. But what can that practically look like for us today? Yeah, um, First off, uh, our youngest, Sophia, has some special needs, and we're needing a homeschool teacher for her come January. Um, she's not able to get into the, the international school system over there. A practical prayer need for mm-hmm. us. Um, obviously, our kids matter, and we love all the kids, but our kids matter too, and so that's a practical prayer need. Another one is that we're opening up some new communities, and so pray that the the way that we go in is a way that will bring holistic transformation together inside of those communities. Not a white face coming in, but us working together to see that happen. Yeah, and and we're in that new season of sending out, and so we really want to pray for our students, because they're going to face quite a a lot of opposition as they go home and even amongst their families and in their home villages as they plant churches there. 
and uh, so that they're covered as they go out from our center and into Cambodia um, to do the work of God. That is brilliant. We will be praying for that. I'm going to give you guys the last mic say, I don't know if there's something else that you'd like to say to us as you're here on this Sunday. Um, Again, this has been rich, but any last words that you're thinking here? Absolutely. I mean, sometimes people look at us and they're like, wow, I couldn't do that. Or wow, like, wow. Um, It's not wow. You're wow. (laughs) Um, We work with stories that will break your heart. But you rub shoulders with people, and their stories would break your heart. Mm-hmm. And so and I just encourage you, and we always say this when we have the opportunity to share, is that um, we rub shoulders with people every day. Be the aroma of Christ. What brings these kids into community is the fact that you're friendly and kind and forgiving, and those fruits of the Spirit is what brings people. The, what is it, the kindness of God? leads us to repentance and so we just really encourage you in that so this is our preaching this is our this is our preaching moment so she's going to preach now i'm going to preach uh just for one minute and so i often say that when i come home i often speak about obedience because obedience is the key part of the christian life and um, being obedient to God, we were obedient to go overseas, but God is just not calling us to be obedient. He calls all of us to be obedient. Mm. And uh, there's a story in the Bible about the Israelites entering into the promised land, and they're standing before the Jordan River, and they need to get across because the floodwaters have come. And uh, they carry the Ark of the Covenant, and when they touch their feet to the water, the very presence of God causes the water just to part. And I, when I read that story, I know and I see it. Like with the very presence of God, everything is possible. Mm. Right? And so I look at this building and I say, people said it was impossible, but the very presence of God said it was possible. And if we could leave you with one point this morning, it would be that very presence lives inside of you. And you carry it into every situation that you are in in your life. And every room that you walk into, you carry that presence. The God who does impossible for every situation. And everybody has things in their life that they need God to be there right now in every situation. And it's what we love to remind people about. You can see our testimonies and Pisette's testimonies about God doing the impossible, but he's there for you to do it also. And he's there for you to carry it Mm. into impossible situations. So that's my sermon for this morning. This is brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. College Church, can we say thank you to Ian and Tiffany? Stay with me. These pamphlets that you're holding in your hands, can you... Sure. Um, I mean, we have 30 minutes to share. And so we would love for you to pick up one of these. It talks about just more in depth of what we do. Follow us. Hear the testimonies. If you have children, I think they'll get them downstairs. If you have grandkids, this is a great way to engage in missions with your kids. Coloring book, prayer points, actual prayers to say out loud. So, yeah, come and talk to us after. I like coloring too, so maybe you can I take can one. Get Absolutely. One um, we're, we have a, a unique moment as we started today. Um, I said that our church has always been quite passionate about missions, which we are. Um, two of the leaders of that missions thrust in our church, and we've been blessed are Jim and Denise Huzzy.
um, and how they have led us for a lot of years with different teams of people. I see Iris Lee is here as well from Bangladesh today, and we're welcoming you. Um, but I'm going to invite... Um, I, I did not ask this. I hope you'll just give me forgiveness. But Jim, I'm wondering if you could come pray a benediction over their lives and us today. But I would like the rallies to come to the front here on the floor. Pissette, Iris Lee, would you please join us? Denise, of course, as well. Um, but we want to pray, so let's stand. And if you feel like you want to come lay hands on um, our partners this way, um, I want us to be able to do that. So anybody else, come and join us. But Jim, I would love for you to pray a prayer, a blessing. And uh, so if you come and pray, great. If not, extend a hand. That's probably one of our tradition pieces here. But uh, uh, let's pray today and let's um, ask God to um, continue the crazy that he has been asking them to do. Because only he can. So let's pray. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, you are such a gracious Lord. And there are times, Lord, in our lives where we go along and it's hard, but there are also times where the veil is brought away and we see your hand and it is incredible and you walk with us, whether it's the peaks or the valleys, you are there, you are there, you are there. And Lord, what a joy to know that you are not just here in Colwood, but you were in Phnom Penh, Cambodia. You are there in a land that was ravaged in the 1970s and millions died and they did it to their own people and there's this vacuum and into that vacuum you want to pour your Holy Spirit and we see it being poured through the Rollies we see it poured into Pisset we see it Lord in faith poured into countless other Cambodians so Lord would you bless these dear people this dear family Lord anoint them with your Holy Spirit prepare hearts in Cambodia that those who come to Phnom Penh to go to college would receive so much more than an education. They would receive the life-giving power and relationship of Jesus Christ, their Savior. So, Lord, we pray this morning that as we go out, we would have that vision, that as the Rollies continue on here in Canada and return home, you would be with them to bless them, to encourage them, to give them rest, to rejuvenate them. And, Lord, we look forward to a long relationship and seeing many lives transformed for Jesus Christ. In your wonderful, holy, beautiful name we pray. Amen. Can we say thank you one more time to the Rollies and Pastor Passett? So good. I'm going to allow them to make their way to the table. This is an opportunity for you to engage. Perhaps the child thing was of importance to you. Make sure you get an opportunity to hear. Pick up those pamphlets. Have a conversation. Call with Church, as you head into this week, I love that last word that, that Ian gave to us. God is looking for obedience in you. So what's your story when it comes to his global mission, even locally though? May God lead and guide you this week in the things that you're about to do. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We look forward to Trunk or Treat next Saturday, so come and join us. Have a great week. We love you, and we'll see you next week.